Welcome back to the Focus on Agriculture podcast. I'm your host, Preston. And I'm Jason. Jason, I think today was a great wrap of our three-part technology and agriculture podcast series. Yeah, absolutely, Preston. We spoke with Herman Bolero, who is the interim dean of the College of ACES. That's the College of Agriculture, Consumer, and Environmental Sciences at the University of Illinois. And it was really an opportunity for us. You know, the last couple episodes, we've looked at the past, we've looked at the present of ag technology, and it's really a chance for us to look at the future. And there's some really exciting things coming. Without further ado, let's get right into the conversation with Dr. Bolero. All right, Dr. Bolero, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. To kick things off, could you tell us a little bit about your background and what you're up to now? Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me. It's great to be in the podcast and talk a little bit about what we're doing here at the U of I. Uh, my background is um, I, I grew up in Argentina. Uh, my family has been farming in Argentina for over 100 years. And, uh, they still farm there. My BS is in agronomy, I graduated uh, from the University of Rosario in Argentina, which is the central region of Argentina. It was very similar to a central Illinois, a very flat corn, soybean, cattle. That's where I, uh, how I grew up, you know, understanding uh, systems that have uh, corn, um, soybean, wheat, uh, pastures, uh, and, and cattle. So um, I, I, 30 years ago, I came to the U of I to do a, a master's and, and then enroll into a PhD. I worked uh, in, with Don Bullock at Bob Seif, that was a professor of statistics. Don Bullock, also a professor of statistics and agronomy. I was very interested in, in quantitative look into science and, and agriculture. And that's how I work. I graduated in 94 with my PhD and I went to the University of Maryland to the faculty there, College Park for four years. I came back to Illinois in July, 1998. And I, I took a position in biometry and I taught experimental design multivariate statistics in the Department of Crop Sciences. had a lot of fun there. My research also, again, very quantitative. Um, before the start of the podcast, we were talking about spatial statistics and multivariate statistics. That's what I did. A lot of the work, my students, that's what they did. In 2009, December of 2009, I became Department Head of Crop Sciences. And I was there for eight years as, as Department Head, which was very exciting because I love people, I love our faculty and our students, and I really uh, was a pleasure to work with a tremendous talent in the department. In January 2018, I became Associate Dean for Research and Director of the Experience Station here at Illinois, uh, which also was fascinating because it allowed me to work with all of the departments in the college and other units on campus. We are a very multidisciplinary campus. That's the characteristic of Illinois. So we interact with uh, many other colleges and many other departments. For the past uh, 10 months, I've been interim dean of the college. So, which is also really fascinating because I get to talk about the college, which I love to do. I love this college and I love the people of this college. But, you know, again, uh, I know this podcast is focusing on, on um, technologies and, and digital technologies. And I can talk to a little bit about what we've done in the past uh, 10, 12 years on that, in that area. We definitely want to get into that. On a side note, I'm, I'm pretty sure I might have taken your very first uh, year at U of I. I had your class 
And uh, I Sorry had no idea it was that. your first year. No, it was, <laughs> it was great. I enjoyed it, but I, I kind of, I enjoy statistics anyway. And I, I think maybe, maybe sometimes people don't realize how important statistics is to, to everything, but to agriculture specifically. I mean, when we're talking about genetics, that's very heavily statistics oriented and, and other things in agriculture also. I mean, maybe you can talk to that just a little bit. Yeah, no, I could, we could have an entire podcast about that because that's my passion there. But uh, definitely um, stats have, you know, when you look at the land grants, a lot of the stat departments are within the College of Agriculture, right? Um, but there is a, a strong connection in between uh, agriculture and statistics and experimental design in particular and genetics, like you said. I mean, and one example of that is, you know, a revere person within the statistical world world is uh, uh, R.A. Fisher. And R.A. Fisher was a statistician, the one that developed what we know about experimental designs, you know, the randomized complete block design, the idea of randomization and replication. And he was hired by the Rottenstadt Experiment Station in England, which is the oldest agriculture experiment in the world. Uh, the second one is the, the Moroplots. Uh, you know, after many, many years of collecting data, you know what to do with it. They hired Fisher. And Ari Fisher developed a lot of what we know of our experimental designs with the data. And again, mostly the idea of the uh, replication randomization came from that. And then uh, so uh, a lot of the progress in, in, in statistical methods were done with agricultural data. Uh, same thing happened with student and the, you guys remember the T-test. Uh, student was a statistician Gossett, his name, he published under the name of student, but he worked for the Guinness company. And by what he had uh, in Guinness, you know, other than beer, he had a lot of data from barley trials. So that's, that's what he, he used to adjust the T distribution to advance statistical thinking. So there are a lot of uh, connections to it and, and they continue, you know, uh, we were talking before, uh, about spatial statistics and uh, precision agriculture, a lot of advances that happen are very uh, connected to, to agriculture. Well, Dr. Blair, we uh, wanted to have you on today to talk specifically about a major that I wish was a major back in 2010 to 2014, because I would have signed up for it. Um, it sounds very interesting. Uh, Jason and I both work in agriculture. It's funny how even in the decade I've been in industry, how much we've shifted to technology. Can you speak a little bit to the new major that's offered the combination of the technology and the crop science department? Yeah. Uh, so the new major, uh, in, in it, which is not that new anymore because uh, we graduated the first uh, student last December, which is exciting, but it is uh, new in general. It was the first one in the country in this area. It's a standalone major that combines computer science and crop sciences. Um, and the idea uh, came from um, a former department head in, in the Department of Computer Science at the University of Illinois. Computer Science at the University of Illinois is, is very well renowned. Uh, it's just a phenomenal department, extremely talented faculty, which I had the pleasure to collaborate with a lot of them in the past uh, 10, 12 years. Uh, Rob Rutenbar started on, on our campus something called CS plus X, X being the domain of what computer science could be combined with. So CS for computer science plus uh, that X. Um, there were a, a few um, very successful 
CS plus Xs on campus, but uh, we move forward the first one in, in the biological areas in, 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 in agriculture. And we created, again, this is a standalone major. This is not a combination of, of computer science plus crop sciences. It's, it's a combined curriculum with the rigor of computer science and, and the rigor of the uh, uh, crop sciences curriculum. So we target uh, students that never thought of careers in agriculture, but they want to have a rewarding career something that we believe passionately about it, which is uh, feeding the world, protecting natural resources, uh, moving ideas of, of growing food uh, further. And this degree was moved along by a lot of people. A lot of people were very hard on that. Among them, I want to highlight uh, Dr. Fred Kolb, that really was the shepherd of, of this program. And so we got it out there and 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 again, we started attracting students from all over the country really um, interested in, in, in this degree. It's, it's tough, you know, because the computer science courses are, are tough. Uh, so to get in, uh, you got to work hard, but it's extremely rewarding. And that brought uh, the idea of continuing collaboration. And in 2018, uh, we started working on the idea of creating a center for digital agriculture on this campus. And that, again, the, the, I would say the seminal part of that was the collaboration for the computer science plus crop sciences degree. Um, and we started working with computer science broadly on the, on the research side, bringing people together, getting people to know each other. Uh, you know, we got a lot of really uh, great talent here on this campus in engineering. And it's interesting because a lot of their faculty spend very successful careers here in Illinois very talented people, but sometimes they don't know that, that we have a South Farms, right? Uh, they, sometimes they don't know that there are things that could be done. So we spend a lot of time taking people to the South Farm and, you know, uh, uh, telling a little bit about uh, agriculture and people get really excited. These are incredibly smart people that we're bringing to collaborate with us. Uh, also on this campus, the advantage we have is that we have the National Center for Supercomputer Applications, which is uh, one of our multidisciplinary um, institutes here on campus. So uh, we, we uh, wrote a proposal for the Center for Digital Agriculture uh, on a program that, for a program that is uh, called Investment for Growth on this campus. We got the funding and we established um, we established a center for digital agriculture in this campus, which is an umbrella again for a lot of collaboration technologies in in that domain. You know, bringing together engineering, computer science, and agriculture together. And and since then, I, I can talk uh, more about the successes from that center. But I wanted to connect it to the degree because that was the beginning. Because for a degree, the computer science plus crop science degree, then you want to have the experiences for the students, right? So you want to have the research in those areas, right? For the students to, to be able to, to work in labs. Uh, we're blessed also by the fact that we have a lot of companies on the research part here on campus mm -hmm. that are interested in the thing. So there are a lot of collaborations. So even uh, some companies develop our, our own faculty that are now at the research park in, in, in that area, so. Dr. Blair, uh, I'm just curious about this program. Is it something that you have a lot of openings for or is it pretty uh, competitive to get into? The goal is to have about 20 students 
every year. So we have spots. It's competitive from the point of view that the requirements to get for computer science are pretty high. Just to give you an idea, computer science get about that this past year was an anomaly, but in general, they get about 5,000 applicants a year for about 300 spots. Oh, wow. Uh, so we, we do get a lot of applicants. Uh, we have 20 spots. We get about 10 to 12 students a year coming into the program. Is is growing. We're very excited about it. There's this, this, a lot of talent for students coming into uh, the degree. And then uh, I wanted to finish with the idea that um, a couple of years ago, we also expanded that. There's the Department of Animal Sciences have a computer science plus animal sciences degree wow. as well. Mm. So if you are interested in digital management of animals, I mean, there are a lot of really interesting things in that area. The Department of Animal Sciences have hired faculty members working in the area of computer science and animal sciences for uh, mostly digital animal uh, management. And the Department of Agriculture and Biological Engineering also has expanded into that area. Uh, they have a faculty member that works, in, again, in, specifically in digital animal management. The Center for Digital Agriculture has now developed a master's degree in digital agriculture that will combine is in partnership with engineering will be through agriculture and biological engineering. But again, many departments in the college are involved. Uh, so you will be, and it's completely online, this degree uh, through Coursera. Uh, so you'll have uh, the ability to Preston to do a master's degree in digital agriculture if you want it, completely online. Uh, and so that has been completely approved, will be live in the spring of 2023. It's really exciting that you know, there's so many opportunities out there to kind of meld maybe someone's expertise and their passion. And maybe they're not, you know, in the past, maybe it didn't seem like that was there. Preston talked about he wished he had these programs when he was in school, but it sounds like there's all kinds of opportunities to take, you know, if it's engineering or if it's computer science or whatever it is, and, and really apply that to feeding the world. That's right. And uh, that's right. And we do know that people like you will be lifelong learners, no matter how many degrees you have. Right, you're gonna be reskilling yourself um, all the time. Right, you're gonna go uh, in and out educational program. Whether our certificates, you know, that include uh, three courses, right, in digital agriculture or the full master's degree. The way we are approaching a lot of our uh, offerings are, hey, we know that there are people out there that they will like to take maybe three courses in digital agriculture that includes a computer science course and an application course and, and a, a data science course. Uh, so we want to be flexible for the workforce uh, to be able to provide those courses too. So these degrees are, again, foundational for the idea of, hey, we do know that the world is evolving very quickly, right? Agriculture has been around for 10,000 years. This is great, right? But the reskilling of our workforce have to adapt to uh, what technologies are coming. Uh, so I think, in particular, the the master's degree in uh, in digital agriculture, being online asynchronous uh, through a Coursera platform, it really uh, targets a lot of the um, workforce that may be interested in in uh, in 
taking a, a look of new technology, reskilling themselves uh, for uh, the changing working environment. So just real quick, if someone is listening is interested in that program, how can they find out more about it? They can contact uh, the Department of Agriculture and Biological Engineering. Um, there is a point person there, but we'll be advertising it uh, through a lot of different uh, media in the coming months uh, for that. Uh, and what you're going to see soon from the college overall, from the College of Agriculture, we have established something called the ACES Learning Innovation Lab, which will be uh, putting together or synchronizing a lot of our offerings online. We believe that a lot of people may not take the entire master's degree, but they may be interested in a set of courses. So we're piling those set of courses in what we call certificates, uh, which is something that then you could use and stack to a potential degree, but uh, that's up to the person taking the course. And we can definitely link to some of that in the show notes in so the show that notes. people can check that out. Yeah. 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 And so I can that, send you separate the, the contact person for that degree so you can include it in the notes too. Great. Perfect. Well, Dr. Blero, you mentioned, I mean, workforce and transition over time. When you consult your crystal ball and you look for like, where we're going in agriculture, um, obviously you're proud of the caliber of students that come out of university, whether they're weed scientists or statisticians, you know, how do you view that skewing more and more towards this digital digital ag major as we go through time? You kind of already answered this question. I think, I think, I think, I think so. I think that, you know, there, especially in agriculture, I think the, uh, the use of this kind of technologies will take, and, and, and there, there, there are many, I don't want to be exclusive, but there are many flavors of those technologies, right? There is no one one in particular, but in general, you know, uh, if you think about data science, then data science, uh, development algorithm, computer science, all of those things will be an integral part of of, of the future of agriculture. The, the beauty of it is the the application of, of those technologies is in agriculture is, is again, very rewarding. You know, again, they're, they're done to uh, feed the world, to be more effective, more, more productive, uh, using less resources, I think it's, there is a, a tremendous path for that in the future, among other things, you know, but, but definitely it is. Uh, I think it's also interesting that it's a really good way to diversify our workforce too. You know, we work with a lot of schools in, in this Chicago, in the Chicago area, um, uh, with diverse backgrounds trying to, this is, this is an area that students get interested in. Uh, see themselves working in. So we're very excited about that. The one thing I have to say is that on the on the research side, what was challenging was to say, right, we want this technology just not to be off-the-shelf technologies that we apply to agriculture. I mean, there has to be some sort of research focus for the computer science people to say, you know, we want to work hand-in-hand with you to develop this technology for agriculture, right? So that's, I think that's important that the researchers in computer science or engineering, they also see value into this collaboration, right? Because they develop their own technology. They advance their own science by being part of the Center for Digital Agriculture or being part of the farm of the future that we have. So um, we have been successful on those things too. There are large awards that have come because of the Center for Digital Agriculture. 
And one of them is AI farms, artificial intelligence, uh, applied to uh, sustainable uh, farms. And that's a large award that came from NIFA and NSF, $20 million over wow. uh, uh, five years. And the reason I mentioned that is because, again, we need to have those large awards, those experiences on this campus, so our students learn from that too. And then we just recently got a Farm of the Future Award, so we will have an 80-acre dedicated farm with all the digital technologies plus oh, wow. sustainable practices in, in the South Farms here. And then there is another award that is led uh, by uh, Steve Moose and Tony Studer from this campus looking at genetics, right? Um, uh, it's called CROPS, C-R-O-P-P-S. Uh, is looking at the internet of living things, uh, you know, being able to communicate with plants. Uh, so Steve, and that, that is in a partnership with uh, Cornell University, um, the Boise Thompson uh, Lab, also at Cornell, and University of Arizona. Uh, that's an, another large award, $25 million over five years, looking at, again, the internet of living things, looking at plants, genetics, and providing the experience for those students that will come through our programs to be exposed to those things. I think you've already um, started to answer my next question, or at least you, you've, you've talked a lot about exciting things that are going on there. But if, if you really had to dial in you know, and think about the future of agriculture in general, it sounds like you're very optimistic, obviously, with the, with the things that are going on at the university and other things. But what, what really you know, with the direction of agriculture and where we're headed, what is the most exciting to you about that? I think the most exciting thing, in my opinion, is agriculture being part of the climate solution, right? Agriculture being part of uh, protecting natural resources, right? Uh, so I think that for, for us, that we've been all of our life in agriculture, we always felt agriculture was part of that, right? But I think it's right and center right now. There are certain things that we can do better and we are doing better, right? And uh, the idea of being more efficient and effective in the use, in the use of nutrients, uh, the idea of introducing uh, different rotations that would allow us to uh, uh, sequester some carbon, uh, the idea of this carbon markets being developed. I think that's very, very exciting. I think that uh, especially because the consumer is demanding a lot of that, right? And uh, integrating agriculture with those issues uh, will, you know, really connect to what the future of consumer will like to see in when they buy something from from the store to eat, right? So, so I think that that's for me is fascinating, and I think that it will. Again, I, I'm, I'm a believer that a lot of our technologies will continue to producing food uh, at cheaper cost for people. We're going to be able to feed the world uh, through those uh, through those technologies, and, and I'm, I'm a believer that we'll will really continue to have the impact that we have had at least for this university for 150 years, right? So we'll continue to do that. So. So one of the things is like, I always feel like when we think about agriculture, we think long-term, right? So I always use the moral plus as a metaphor of that, right? And when you, you know, like going back to, to the question you asked me, when you look at the future, well, you know, when I look at the moral plus and I have them right here, you know, I look at them almost every day, you think of long-term and, you know, someone 150 years ago, 
thought, hey, wouldn't it be great to have something that 150 years from now we can still look at, right? And see the impact that we have had. Well, that's what agriculture is. So a lot of these technologies, a lot of uh, moving forward is to say the long-term uh, uh, benefits uh, from agriculture. Uh, and, and I think that we'll be celebrating 150 years of the moral plus in 2026, right? I think when we're looking at uh, the, the direction agriculture is taking, and we need to look at the next 150, the next 300 years, what will people think 150 years from now, right? Hey, look at the changes that they were made by introducing these technologies and the, the effects they had into agriculture. Well, they, well, well, people 150 years from now uh, think that we were as backwards or, you know, as, as different, you know, in this time as we do looking back 150 years ago? Oh, uh, no, I, I'm actually very grateful to the people 150 years ago, because yeah. I think that they, they started looking at things that they were very interesting. I mean, I, you know, if we look at them from, from their perspective, right? Uh, um, uh, and I yeah. hope that 150 years from now, they look at us uh, with the technologies that we have right now. I, yeah, I, I, I definitely misspoke. I didn't mean that the people were backwards. I was just thinking of the technology differences between that's now right, and then. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I wonder if, you know, 50 years in the future, there'll be that big of a change once again. I am. I'm certain of that. I am certain that that, that is going to change. I mean, when you look at it, uh, even in the past 10 years, right? The, 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 the technology changes that we have had. Uh, so. Good. Well, to wrap things up, Dr. Bolero, uh, do you have any final advice for students who may be listening? Maybe they're a high schooler seeking out a potential major, or maybe they're a sophomore at a university in an ag-related field. Any advice for those students who are pursuing an ag career? My advice to students looking at careers in agriculture, I have to say that in agriculture, one characteristic that we have in the college is that we are a big family, right? We take good care of our students. Uh, so we are a big institution here at the U of I, but in the college, we still maintain the uh, family atmosphere. We take good care of the students that could explore very rewarding careers, right? That will take them to great jobs, right? And jobs that will have an impact impact to society. I think a lot of our students right now are looking at, at how do we impact society in a good way, right? How do we make it change? And I think every one of our majors in the college has that, right? Uh, you go back uh, to society with great jobs and have immediate impact to something that is as precious as uh, food, uh, protecting our natural resources. Uh, so I would invite everyone to come and take a look at the college because we have that promise to you of that rewarding career. And, and each one of us says, uh, look at, look at university of Illinois, right? That's right. <laughs> We're all in agreement there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dr. Bolero, thanks a lot for your time today. This has been very interesting and uh, appreciate your taking the time to talk to us. If there's some listener that wants to learn a little bit more, I mean, we talked about U of I, we talked about other things, but where should they look or where should they go if they want to know more about the things we talked about today? You know, it's interesting because in the past we used to say our website, right? But that's 
website people is that's all right that's all when i tell my kids is looking at a website i think like uh we have a lot of our stuff uh through twitter uh that each of our departments is present in any of forms okay. of media uh so that's probably the best way to to follow us or contact that, that us makes... directly contact us directly so you're making me feel really old now because in uh, 93, when I came to U of I, I think it was the first year we all got email addresses and, and the that's internet right. was that's extremely right. new. So. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's, you know, the funny thing is like I, I, when I teach my class, sometimes I said, you know, when I was a student, we didn't have the internet. And the students like right now, they look at me like, Nah, you, you you got to be wrong. I mean that that can't that can't that can't be true. You know, like no, we, we just yeah, we we actually wrote letters. Yeah. If if you didn't ever so, have to wait in line at the armory to uh, get in the class, that's right. You, wanted, you, you didn't live. That's right. That that was that was the way. Awesome. Well, Doctor Valero, we really appreciate your time. It's been a pleasure. Hope to Thank talk you. soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. And anytime I want to talk about agriculture, I'm happy to jump on the podcast with you. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of the program hosts or their employer.